Okay, good morning, everybody. We're going to start our learning, as usual, with giving some tzedakah and having in mind Mashiach. So we're going to give some, and I'll do it. And um, I think when we're giving tzedakah, we should really think about that we're very lucky to be able to do this mitzvah and uh, be able to do any mitzvah in freedom. That's what I'm thinking about right now. Anyway, Ms. Jabiro, you are, the floor is yours. Okay, so we're going to be learning today um, on page 33, and before we start, the sicha is about Golos, and the Rebbe makes note that very often, um, Parshas Veshanan comes before Chafav, and certainly we see the connection between Rablevik and Golos, um, Rablevik went into Golos, was sent into Golos because of his work in strengthening Yiddishkeit. If you see, all of this is being referred to in the little star, the first little asterisk at the bottom of the Sicha. Um, and he ended up passing away in Golos because of his strengthening of Yiddishkeit in Almata in Kazakhstan. And as we're going to see soon in the Sicha, there I was going to talk about how it happens that sometimes a great person ends up in Golos. Um, he does so on behalf of other Yiddin, as is discussed here in the Sicha, and certainly that is Rablevik. So we can take the Kayach of the Sicha going into Chafav and thinking about Rablevik and the uh, inspiration that we get from his Messias Nefesh and Golos. All right, as far as a theme for the Sicha, I'm going to ask everybody to take a minute here and bring to mind something that you struggle with achieving, something you're not so good at making happen. Um, you could say that this is a weak point of yours. It could be something big or small. It could be something openly connected to Tyre and Mitzvah, or it can be in the category of Behold or Chacha De'ehu, some regular area of life that you wish you were better at or you wish that you could do better and you have a hard time. It's a place that you have a hard time pulling through in that area. So that's what the Sikha is going to be about. Okay, so there's a pasuk in this week's parsha by Hashgacha Pratis, This is actually today's chitas that Moshe Rabbeinu in this week's parsha sets aside the first three of the Ari Miklat. So we had an area of land that became part of Greater Eretz Yisrael, the area on the other side of the Yardin, and Moshe was able to designate the first three cities of Ari Miklat in this section of land. And so when the pasuk describes this whole system of setting up the Ari Miklat in our parsha in today's chitas, it says. The, I'm reading now in the beginning of the Sicha, Venas el achas min ha'arem ha'el v'chai. And the person, if he is an accidental murderer, he can run, and he has a gayol adam who's chasing after him, but he can run to one of these cities, and then v'chai, and then he can live. So the Gemara learns from this word v'chai that when a person is sent into Golos, you have to set him up in such a way that he's able to live in that place of Golos. So in other words, the cities of Arimiklat had to be functional cities that had everything that a person needed to be able to live. That's what you learn from the word Zahai ending here at the end of this Pasuk. So it had to be a place that had water, it had to be a place that had supermarkets, it had to be a place that had all kinds of things that people need to be able to function. And then we also learn, I'm reading now the last words of the first paragraph of the Sicha, that Talmud Shagala that if there is a student who had a connection with a particular teacher and he has to be exiled to one of the Arimiklat, Megalin Rabbi Imai, his teacher has to go together with him. Why? Because you have to enable him to live 
And for this person, his living, part of his, his life, his lifestyle is that he needs to learn Tyra from this teacher. So just like he needs water and just like he needs marketplaces, he needs his teacher. And therefore, his teacher goes into Gullahs together with him into this Ir Miklat to enable him to be able to learn. So um, the Rambam actually brings this lahalacha. Let's see the words of the Rambam. The Rambam b'sifrei hayad brings it up. The Rambam actually brings this in halacha and says like this: Talmid shegala leir miklat, lari miklat. Any Talmud that was exiled to one of these cities of refuge, megal and rabbi imai, his teacher has to be exiled together with him. Shenemra, like it says, v'chai asolai kadeshi yichya. In other words, you have, it says v'chai, so the word v'chai at the end of the pasuk, you have to do for him in order that he should be able to live. So because we have to give the person his life while he's in this place of galus, therefore his teacher has to go with him. And then the Rambam continues and adds, v'chaye ba'le chachma u'mevakshaha, those who are masters of wisdom and seek wisdom, v'lei talmud taira kemisa chashuv, and if they don't have the learning of taira, it's as if they have, it's as if they have death. So that's why it is so important for the teacher to go into this place of Gullus. Okay, so the Rebbe is going to now analyze this halacha. I don't know if any of you are shocked already by this halacha. It's a pretty uh, astounding halacha. Um, we understand that you need to provide for this person all kinds of things, his water, his food, his, you know, his shopping, whatever it might be. But at the expense of another person, that his teacher should have to go into Gullus together with him, so in order to appreciate that, that's why the Rambam added that we're talking here about pekuach nefesh. We're talking here about a situation of life and death for this person. So the Rambam explained to us why a person who is a Baalei Chachma, people who are in the category of Baalei Chachma, for them, if they don't have the learning of Taira, it's as if they have death. And that's why, for such a person, it's um, important to, to make sure that they have their teacher there to teach them Taira. Okay, so that's what we understood so far. But the Rebbe asked a whole bunch of questions here, and basically the Rebbe's point is like this. If you take a look at the kind of person that's, being, that's going to end up in an Miklat, so the Tyra, I don't know if this applies till today, but certainly in the times of the Beis HaMikdash where things were more clear-cut, if a person accidentally d- did something wrong, it's because messed up in them on some level, and that's what caused this accidental evil to come out of them. So even though the person is only an accidental murderer, it still means that there's something off about the person. And that's why he ended up being in a situation where he did something accidentally evil. Okay, so if that's the case, how can that be a Baal Chacham? How can we say that such a person is this kind of level of student? I mean, you would think that if a person is so steeped in Tyra that his whole life is Tyra, and it's not just like on an intellectual academic level. It has to be, especially if it's his life, to the point like if he doesn't have it, then it's like death for him. And certainly we're talking about a person that lives with Tyra. In other words, he's so immersed in Tyra, he's so immersed in the learning of Tyra that he lives a life of Tyra. So how could such a person end up being a person who goes into an Ir Miklat? An Ir Miklat would mean a Talmud She'enai Hagan, a Talmud who's not such a proper student, right? And that's why he ended up with this, you know, this accidental evil coming out of him, and therefore he ends up exiled in their miklat. So we're stuck in the situation where, on the one hand, we're assuming that someone who's in the miklat, who has to end up being exiled, is a Talmud She'enahag, and is not such a proper student. That's why he ended up there in the first place. And on the other hand, we're saying about him that his life is so connected to Tyra that if he doesn't get to have his teacher with him, right? It's as if he, it's like, it's like death for him. 
So how can those two possibly come together? And so therefore, the Rebbe gives a very interesting answer. We're going to jump ahead in the Sicha. Um, to Ice Hay on page 36 in the Sicha. The Lachay Niralaymar, so therefore, it seems that this is the right way to explain this. As Kavanas Harambam, Mitzar Hasafa Umivak Sheha, is Nitzu Maisav Zain at Svetin Tanai in Dargas Atamid. The Rambam said two words. He said, Baalei Chachma Umivak Sheha, those who are masters of wisdom and those who seek wisdom. So there's two ways that we could learn out that Rambam. One way is that this person has to have both um, conditions in order to have his teacher exiled together with him. In other words, he himself has to be a master of Chachma, a master of wisdom, plus he has to also be actively seeking to grow in his wisdom. If he has both of those conditions, then his teacher will be exiled together with him. But the Rebbe says that's not the proper way to learn the Rambam. Rather, take a look at this vav, this umivaksheha, and those who seek it, and read it as two different conditions, two different situations. Nar der vav von umivaksheha is the makem tevais ay. Kiilu arvot geshribin baalei chachma ay mivaksheha. What the Rambam is actually telling us here is that there's two types of categories of students for whom Taira is an absolute must for their very life. One are those who we call Baalei Chachma, those who are masters of the wisdom of Taira. And then there's a second category, not a second condition for the first category, but actually a category in and of itself. And what is the second category? Those who we call Mivakshaha, those who are seekers of Chachma. Thus haste, as the Rambam, the Rambam is actually talking about two different categories of people for whom Taira is literally a matter of life and death. One, one, the first level, are those who are already at the standard of Baalei Chachma. They are already complete masters of wisdom. In other words, they're completely immersed in Tyra. They live a Tyra life, etc. And then you have a second category. The second category is At least, at minimum, they seek Tyra. They're certainly not yet. They haven't yet made it. They're not yet at the level of being masters of wisdom but it's something that they wish they had. It's something that they are, are, are seeking. It's something that they want. And since Tyre promises that something that you seek, something that you desire, something that you work towards, you will end up achieving, so then it is clear that this person will end up achieving his goal. He will become a master of wisdom. And therefore, in potential form, he already is this master of wisdom. And if he is already a master of wisdom, in potential form, then if he doesn't have then it's like death for him. And that's why it's essential for such a person to have his teacher. Aha, so now we see how every type of student, even a student who's not such a proper one, even one who ended up in Ir Miklat, could end up being in a situation where Tyra is so crucial to him that his teacher will end up having to go into Golas to teach him that Tyra. Let's read the Rebbe's next paragraph. So here we see now how this halacha of the teacher having to go into Golas together with him applies to all types of students, even not perfect students. Why did this teacher take him as a student? 
because he saw in him is Araya as Derav Haterzen Akapanim Gefilt. He was either able to see, or if not able to openly see, he was able to sense in this Talmud as there is in a Geder from Avakshaha. That maybe this person isn't necessarily up to par in what he's, you know, technically showing, but deep inside of him he wishes. As there zucht to veren a Chachma. He wants. To be, a, to, to be this master of Taira. And for that reason, this teacher took him on. Being that the teacher took him on, he was already his student before he went into Gullus because he had this, this desire, this, this wish to be, to be you know, a master of Taira. Therefore, based on that alone, that makes it worthy enough that this person must have Taira in his life. It's life or death for him. And his teacher goes together with him into Gullus. Powerful message. So what do we see over here so far? that this idea of going into gullus and needing all of your basic life needs isn't just based on the things that you can openly see about the person. It's even based on the potential form. In other words, if you can have a sense that this person has the potential to need these things, then that is reason enough to provide it for him during his time in gullus, especially because as the person will be in gullus, he will continue to develop, and he will become, with his teacher right at his side, he will become a Baal Chachma. He will become a master of Taira. And so for that alone, it already brings in his teacher together with him into Gullus. What's the message for us? Aisvav, on page 37. The message that we get here from this whole lesson of the Rav going with him into Gullus is how important it is for a person to make for himself a teacher. What's the idea of making for yourself a teacher? So, the every person makes an honest assessment of what's going on in his soul and his heart. And guess what my conclusion is? And my conclusion is, guess what? I got lots of stuff to work on. I got a long way to go. So I don't know if any of you had a struggle in the beginning when I first asked you to think of something that you need to, uh, that you wish was better, I don't know if you had a hard time coming up with your list. For most of us, it's very easy. So when we make an honest cheshvan and nefesh, the bottom line conclusion is, I'm definitely in the category of Talmud Shein Hagan. So then, then the person can end up despairing. I'm a mess. I'm never going to make it. I can't make it. I just don't have what it takes in this area. It is such an overwhelming area. Wie wird man kennen Rüskommen von der Mathe von sich übermachen in a Talmud Hagen? How am I going to get myself out of this? How am I going to get myself out of whatever, you know, fill in your blank, whether it's a Mida, whether it's a certain area of life that you wish you could be doing better, whether it's a, a fear that you have, it's very hard to get through. A Taiva, and even more than that, and how much more so, it's so far for me to become a master of Taira. So here's the answer. If you're stuck in Gullus, make sure that you have a teacher there with you. Make sure that you have a Rav. Make sure that you have this teacher. Make sure that you have this Mashpiyah. When a person finds a true Rav, if you have found a proper Rav, he's not going to drop you. He's going to go with you into your place of Gullus meaning into the things that you're stuck in, into the stuff that you have such a hard time working through. He's not going to say, oh, that's out, of my, uh, that's out of my domain, that's out of my category. You know, I only work with people who aren't stuck in Ari Miklat. 
doesn't work that way. He's going to go with you into your place of Galus, and he's going to work with you there while you're in Galus and help you become transformed into a Talmud Hagam. And it doesn't matter where you're at right now in the present. What does it mean to ask someone to be your mashbia? Getting a mashbia means mevakshaha, that you're seeking. You want to make changes. You want things to get better. And even if at this moment in the present the person is in such a low place that it's going to require of the mashpia to go down into like a gullus type of situation, what does the Taira say? Paskin Taira, as Talmud Shagala Megalan Rabba Imai. If the Talmud has to go into gullus, the Rav goes together with him. Not only is he going to sit and teach him academics, but more than that, he's going to work with him. He's going to throw himself into working with this person. He's going to be very involved with him. Until he's able to bring him up to being a master of Taira, to the standard of where the Rav himself is holding. And if you see over here in Ha'ara 38, the Rebbe mentions that this concept of the Rav putting himself into, investing himself into his Talmud or the Mashpia, investing into the Mushba, this is similar to a vart that the Rebbe is going to mention later on in Se'ev Ches. I just want to mention it here too. If you see that the idea of the teacher going with him into Golos is not just that the teacher comes to visit him occasionally, like I live in a good situation and I come out of goodness of my heart to visit the Ir Miklat and to interact with my student who messed himself up and got himself into this messy situation or who isn't up to par and therefore has to uh, end up living in a near miklat. That's not the way the mashpia relationship works. The way it works is the mashpia goes into the gullus together with the mushba. The rav goes into gullus together with the talmud, meaning they have to feel, they have to live with, they have to be invested in whatever nisayin the talmud is going through to feel like it is their Nisayan, to feel like they are like literally at their side, walking through them through this process of going through their, going through their gullahs together with them. So I don't know if we can make a yesh if we could take it back to in the earlier paragraph, the Rebbe said to find a Rava Miti. How do you find a true Mashpia? Maybe this is one of the uh, markers of a true Mashpia, someone who is willing to go with you in your gullahs, to really be empathetic and to meet you where you are at and understand you where you're at and not just... Uh, you know, take it unemotionally, but to really feel what the Talmud is going through and to be with them in their place of Gullus. Um, at this point, the Rebbe mentions in Ha'ara 37 that this whole idea of a Selah Harav is something that is also discussed further on in this same Sefer and Chelech Haftas. And the Rebbe is referencing one of the most famous Sichais, where the Rebbe introduced the whole Indian of having a Mashbia. So if you take a look at footnote 37, there the Rebbe says, look ahead onto page 247 of this same Sefer, and there you will see one of the Rebbe's most famous sichais about mashbia, about how it is crucial for every single person to have a mashbia, how every one of us has to designate someone who can have an objective perspective on where we're at. Um, we have to do this in a way of assay. We have to kind of make ourselves be bottle and take on this, take on this relationship of having a mashbia. This is something for men, for women, for children. This is where the Rebbe uses the expression of the which you may have heard how this is so important for your, for your Taira, for your Avaida, for your Becholder Chachadeihu in all areas of life, that each one of us has to be responsible 
to be reporting to our personal mashvia. So feel free to jump ahead in the Sefer and take a look again at that Sikha on page 247 and you know, refresh yourself in the Rebbe's Mitzah, the Rebbe's Hayra, of each person having their own personal mashpia. And here again in the Sikha, the Rebbe is highlighting for us what this does for us. It, it helps us have someone at our side who's with us, working with us, as we move through situations that are overwhelming. Ais Zion on page 37. Der Ingen von Talmud Shagala Megalan Rabbi Imai is Eichfaran and Deravaida Ruchni Shakalachva Echad. This idea that if there is a student who has to go into Gullus, his teacher goes together with him, this actually shows up for each one of us in our personal Avaida. Every one of us is a student of the Abishtar. Yeder Yid is mit den Abishtim Bedugma Kaviachovia Talmud and Rabbi, the Der Pasagzakt, the Choba Nayach Lemude Hashem. Every one of us are students of Hashem. Yeder Yid is a Talmud von Ebishten, and Bashasa Yid, Tut Hasashon, Machet Neged Hashem, is a Dach Lafisha, a Talmud Jain Hagun. So if a person did a sin, then he's in that category, at least temporarily, of this, you know, not up to par type of student. What caused him to end up doing a sin? So in Chsitis it explains that he's lacking in his Chachma. He's not a master of Chachma. Chachma in Tanya. Um, the Altar explains that Chachma is the sphera through which the presence of Hashem is made real in our lives. In other words, the objective truth we're able to perceive through Chachma. And when a person does an Avera, it means they're out of touch with their Chachma. They're not up to par in being a Baal Chachma. They're not, in, they're not up to par in being in tune with the real truth, the real objective truth of Hashem, of Tyra, and of Mitzvah. So when a person is in this kind of situation, what does he have to do? He has to increase his Chachma. He has to increase his wisdom. And when he increases his wisdom, that's what will get him out of the situation of the Gael Hadam. He'll you know, get out of the clutches of the Yitzhahara. And um, he'll make sure not to end up dying spiritually. So you should know, on page 38, the last paragraph of the first column, Here we have the clear Halacha in Taira. You should know that if the student has to go into Galus, the teacher goes together with him. What does that mean, Baruchnius? What Baruchnius means is, Chach der Yid is bepayel, o begiloi nitkein bal chachma, is chas v'shalom tzuzagen as der far is bayim nisbato gavaren, der farbund mit an ebishten. Just because I'm not up to par, doesn't mean that I lost my connection to Hashem. Why? Maybe I'm not a bal chachma, but I'm still in the category of mevakshaha. I still wish that it was otherwise. No matter who that Jew may be, no matter what you may see him doing or not doing, is al kapanim and geder from nevakshaha. He certainly seeks the ebeshter. Vider bavuster vart from abasenu nesienu ayid netervil or neterken zayn upgedisin from getlochkeit. Every Jew, it is built into his nature that he cannot be separated from Hashem. Ubemele is by him ständig verwandt his kashus mit den Eberstein, based on his will, based on his desire, based on his fact that he wishes he's always connected to Hashem, he's always a mavakesh. As his narvas der verbund is by him behalten, it's just hidden. The connection is hidden. Like Tanya says, it's like in a Russia, it's it's asleep. But you should know that even then, it will still protect him from the gael hadam. Why will it protect him from the gael hadam? Because Hashem is there with him. The Talmud, the the rav is together there with the Talmud. What does the Jew have to do to keep Hashem connected in his life? One thing, you just have to show that you want it. As soon as you are a mavakish, 
as soon as you show that you want this, that das gleich peil sein pulasai ich zu machen von ihm a Talmud Hagan und a Baal Chachma, was dem alter Chachma techaya. Then that will enable him, as soon as he is a Mavakesh, the Rav, meaning Hashem, will be right there at his side, helping him become a Baal Chachma. And what will that Chachma do? That Chachma will give him life. That Chachma will re-strengthen his connection to Hashem and enable him to overcome his Yetzirah. Now, in case you think this sounds theoretical, this is what I want everybody to do. Go back to whatever was the initial thing that you thought about in the beginning of the class and make a commitment to do two things. Number one, to discuss it with your mashbiyah. And number two, to say to Hashem, Hashem, please help me with this. I want to do this the way you want it done. And again, it could be the silliest to the most important, the biggest to the lightest, something that is you know, clearly associated with Tyre and Mitzvah, something that's just in the, in the category of Bechol Drachachadehu. And I hope that you will feel how immediately Hashem is there at your side, helping you get through this Inyan. Let's conclude with Eitz Ches. If this is true about each Jew individually, that Hashem is there with us in Golis, that nothing breaks off that connection, that the Yid has Hashem at his side because he, because he is a Mavakish, because he's seeking Hashem, so too, or how much more so does this apply to the Jewish people as a whole? When Yidin find themselves in Golis, and especially in this last Golis, and especially in the deep, deep, double darkness of this last moment of Gullus. It's possible for a person to go through moments of despair. Where will my help come from? So everybody has to know that despair is a liar. If you ever have a thought of despair, if you ever have a thought of it's never going to get better, it's never going to work out, that thought is lying, and you don't have to believe liars. Zak Taira Ahalacha Berura. Taira tells us a clear halacha. Talmud Shagala Megalan Rabbi Imai. When a Talmud goes into Galus, his teacher goes together with him. If this is the halacha, then certainly the Abishar keeps the same halacha. And therefore, Hashem is together with us in Galus. Like we all know the famous statements, the Shechina goes together with us. And you don't have to be perfect for this to happen. Like we said before, you could be the Talmud She'enai Hagun. Right? Not only that, but the Rebbe adds over here, as I mentioned before, it doesn't say that the teacher gets, you know, comes to visit or gets brought to this Ir Miklat. No, the teacher goes into the Galus together with the student, he also has to experience the same student, the same experience that the student is experiencing. I'm reading now the second paragraph on page 39. Also by the Rav, this also has to be a Golos for him. Not just that the Rav darf sich gefinnen in der selber Stadt mit sein Talmud, aber dort gufe es er via ben Chayrim. It's not just that Come, I'll be with you in your ear, Miklat. I'm free, you're not free. Right? In other words, we're in two separate categories. You're in this low place, I'm in this perfect, redeemed place, and I have to speak to you. That's not going to work. Because we're trying to talk about how you can relate to the person, how you can give him life where he is at. You can't give him life where he is at if you're not there with him. 
so, so too, it has to be that the Rav has to go into Gullus with him, into the same exact Gullus that the Talmud is at. Now, Chasram, that doesn't mean that he has to give into the same Tavis. It means he has to experience the pain. He has to experience the, the, uh, the, the difficulty that the person is going through. I'm reading now on page 39, the second column, second complete paragraph. So too is it with Hashem and the Jewish people. Then Yidin Zainin in Gullus, not only is Shechina begolusa, not only is the Shechina with us, but the Shechina is in Gullus. In other words, the Shechina goes through the same Gullus we go through. The Shechina is in Gullus. All of our pain is his pain. The Shechina goes with the Yidin into their pain with him. And therefore, despair is a liar. Is nitakin art for yush has v'shalom. There is no place for despair. Va'adarabah says bar as nitkukendik as massive ayim v'nayir from galus. It doesn't matter how horrible the galus situation is. Havaya shemracha, havaya tzolcha. Why ayadim inacha? Hashem protects you. Hashem shades you. Why? Because he's right there at your side. Va'ayid ve'ikar v'balta shkinta begalusa is a filo emitzad de matzav and yidim. Both given. And even if someone would say, you know what, maybe the Gullus has to go on. The Yidin are in a really bad place, and they're just not ready to be redeemed. So you should know Hashem is here with us. And for Hashem's sake, the Gula has to come. And it has to come in a way of Achishena. It has to come immediately, right now. We can't wait even one more second for Hashem to get the Yidin out of Gullus, because He's coming out of Gullus together with us. As we conclude on page 40, Abish is taking himself and his children out of Gullus. On and Zamim, he leads them and they actually go together in their Umiyad Mamish. And it has to happen immediately right now. So I want to wish each one of you that you should be able to feel how Hashem is with you in each and every situation. Seek, ask for Hashem to be there with you, and then you'll be able to feel how you're coming out of that gullus because Hashem is literally there at your side. And for practical purposes, make sure you call your mashbia. Thank you. Make it sound so easy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. All right. <clears throat>